right, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Um, we've got a kind of a different episode for you guys today. Um, yes, my AC is on. My fan is on. I'm not turning it off. It's 95 degrees outside today. So there's no way I'm turning it off and getting this studio hotter than hell. Uh, shout out Kiss. Um, so it's going to be on. So if you guys can't uh, ignore the background noise, hey, click off of it. But I don't think you should because we got a cool episode for you guys today. Um, I, I wasn't feeling well the past um, week. I had I had a lot of things going on and then I'd gotten sick. So I did, didn't do any type of podcast interviews. And the one that I, the two or three that I have, they are promoting something. So they have to be put out a couple of weeks later. So um, that's where we're at. But I want to talk about a lot of things that you guys like for me to talk about. And that's movies. Um, I am actually starting a movie podcast, um, a movie review podcast, because I do come on here and I give movie reviews. And with these movie reviews, they're only three to five minutes long. And with the movie review podcast, I am able to give a full, more in-depth version of the movie review. So the one I did was Jurassic World Dominion, and I think it was almost 20 minutes long. Or it was 20 minutes long. So uh, that's kind of cool for you movie lovers of the podcast. Um, there's one episode out. I have not promoted it or anything like that yet because I was just trying to. I'm testing it. I'm seeing how well it's doing because if it doesn't do too hot, then, you know, I don't know. And, and of course, yes, I know you can't do anything with can't do anything without promoting it. But it's on the production company's uh, place it's on when you look at the podcast. So it shows up. And I just want to see how many people will gravitate towards it without me. I I'm doing a bunch of tests, okay? But uh, today on the show, I went and saw Thursday night. I got a special presentation. They reached out to me. They were like, hey, man, come watch the movie. I know you're super excited. We'll get you in for free. We'll get you to a special screening. And that was Elvis. Um, I was able to see Elvis early, a couple days early before everybody. And to me, that was one of the greatest honors I could ever have because Elvis means so much to me in my life. Um, when I was five or six years old and you know, I was watching uh, my grandma listen and dance to music in her house and she would pop in a CD or she would pop in like a cassette tape or something and she'd be jamming out. I never who this guy was talking about hound dogs or, you know, dancing in a jail or, you know, I never knew of any of that. And then I remember the first time I watched Full House, there was an episode where uh, Jesse dresses up and is like a, a, an Elvis impersonator for like a casino or something. And that's how I kind of knew who Elvis Presley was. And ever since then, I just had this fascination with this character, uh, with this, I don't want to say character, maybe, maybe a caricature maybe of this man because he was a lot different in the personal life than he was in, 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 in the spotlight, you know, um, so anyways, that was my fascination with Elvis is just from an early age. And, you know, I've read every book that I can think about reading that I can get my hands on. I've done so much research, 
you know, I've, I've even delved into the conspiracy theories, which I, I never, I don't believe in any, in, in any of the conspiracy theories uh, or of any, of any type of theories. I, I just, I just love listening to them and hearing how crazy things can get and make you think, oh, maybe, but then you just, you know, you come back down off the ground, you get back, you know, you get back onto gravity, so. But I was able to see Elvis, and this podcast, I want to take the time and kind of show you guys kind of how the movie review podcast is going to go. So I'm gonna put this up on on the podcast uh, on the um, on the movie review podcast, and I'm probably gonna promote it, put it out there a little later this week. So here we go. Go, you know, going into this movie, I I I didn't really have any type of hypeness. You know, this was literally one of the biggest movies of my lifetime that I have. You know. What was literally could not wait for this movie to come out, like before I was reached out before you know they let me come to a, to, to to a show. I bought a ticket the week they went on sale. Um, I was so pumped for this movie, but then you know the premiere happens and all these people come out and they're like, "Hey, this movie is actually this 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 and this." You know, it's not that good. They're getting bad reviews. It's getting it's getting hated on. And so I could not let myself read that and get into this trance of, oh, this movie is, is going to be bad. People have already, you know, paintballed my mind into thinking this. So I went into a blind. I said, you know what? The trailers all look goddamn amazing. All the trailers that they released looked amazing. And so, but you do have to go in there thinking you're seeing a biopic. You're seeing somebody's true story brought to life in a movie. So you know there's going to be some kind of tomfoolery that they're going to try to pull on you. Um, but I will say this. I wish they would have... Okay, let me say this before I say that. The movie is based upon Elvis, right? It shows him as a child. It shows him getting into the business, his career, and eventually, you know, passing away. But it's not your ordinary. It's not your ordinary biopic of. Uh, take, you could take Ray or you could take Walk the Line. I think those two do it, like very very great. Um, take those two for examples. That's that's not what that's not what Boz Lerman is doing here. Um, what he's doing here is placing the life of Elvis, and so the main the main story of the Elvis movie is his relationship with his manager Colonel Tom Parker. That's the whole. I mean, so. When you hear people say this, and I will say this, and I will agree to a certain extent, but I will also debunk my agreeing here with with a disagree because people were complaining because the movie was happening fast. Boom, 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 it was happening. I mean, I'll be honest. It was happening very quickly. It was like one minute he starts 
he, you know, one minute Colonel Tom, Colonel Tom Parker figures out who he is. Next minute he's managing. The next, the, the next minute he quits Sun Records and goes to RCA. And then the next minute he's buying a house in buying Graceland. It happens really like all within the first 25, 30 minutes. It, it's happening that quick. But once you figure out exactly what Buzz Larman is trying to do and what story he's going to... Once you figure out that the story is not going to be based upon Elvis's life and struggles, it's going to be based upon his relationship with his narcissistic and mind-controlling manager. You realize that around the 30-40 minute mark of, okay, this is what we're focused on. I understand why it's going fast because they're trying to get to the point of the movie. Let's get it. We got it. Let's go. And I think that was the best way for Buzz to go because you could do numerous... Anybody's story, you know, celebrity... Anybody that has a biopic, Elton John, Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury, Queen, you could take their their whole story and you could make like a six, seven part, maybe even a ten part docu-series, like on Netflix or something. But I think Elvis's is a bigger story, and so you would need a 12, a 14, a 16 part docu-series to cover the entire life of Elvis Presley, just from... Because this guy was such an interesting, he was an interesting man. And a lot of people don't realize that. And a lot, and I realized this, a lot of people did not realize the true story of Elvis Presley. People realized that he was a singer, but a lot of people that I've noticed that are reviewing movies and, you know, reviewing the movie and, and even my own experience in the theater was these people did not realize that he was controlled by this manager, by this man that took 50% of manager fees when its legalities is 10%, sometimes 15%, depending on who the artist is and who the manager is. And I think that's a crazy thing, and that's why it needed to be shown that way, because if you had a regular biopic, right, let's just take you take a regular Elvis biopic, and you, I don't know... You, you do the whole thing beginning to end and you just throw Colonel Tom Parker in there. Says he was a prick. Says he was this. But then that could just be, oh, well, he wasn't really like that. You know, he was just done like that for the movie. But once you do it this way and you realize that Elvis Presley was controlled his entire life. Like, from the minute he started at Sun Records. You know, because, now, and I will say that. And that reminded me when I said from the time he started, you know, performing. That's kind of not true. The movie portrays it that way. But Elvis had a couple of of, of, of big radio hits before Colonel Tom Parker got involved. And so he was at Sun Records for a few years before he left them and went to RCA Records. And, and the movie doesn't really portray that. And that's what I want to focus on just for a second. I'll get back to the point that I was trying to make. Um... It's about okay. You got two and a half hours to tell a forty-four year, forty-two, however, whatever it was, forty-two, a forty-two year life. I don't think I could sum my life up, my short twenty-four years. 
I haven't lived the amount of life that Elvis has lived or, you know, or anybody. But I don't think I could sum my whole life up in two and a half hours. Because there's a lot of things that you want to cover. There's a lot of things that should be covered. And so a lot of people don't realize when that happens, a lot of things, it has to be fast-paced because obviously you, you realize that not everybody has, now it happens, but not everybody has overnight success. It's not one minute you're singing and the next minute you get found on YouTube and you're the next big thing. I mean, that happened for Justin Bieber and then you know Ed Sheeran was on there as well. But it doesn't happen for everybody. And so when you're watching these and this oh, we sang in a bar, and the next thing you know, oh, we get a record deal. I I am never bothered, never bothered by those things. Never bothered by those things. Because I realize that I'm not reading a book. I realize I'm not watching a documentary. I'm not watching a, a, a miniseries. I'm watching a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I can pretty, I'm pretty smart to realize that it's not overnight success with with 99.8% of these musicians, right? So I never have a problem with it being fast-paced where they leave some things out. Now, and here's another point that I think we have to make before we continue on. The historical inaccuracies on Elvis. Are there some? Absolutely. I sometimes have problems with them. I had problems with like Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, being that they got one of the biggest like historical things that happened in music totally wrong, you know. I, I overlooked it because it was a movie. But with Elvis here I felt that things that were historically inaccurate, they kind of narrated you with Colonel Tom Parker's narration of the film. I feel that they kind of corrected themselves. They they did a double negative. Like, one day Colonel Tom Parker will be doing this, and then it's like, no, that happened three weeks ago, and then they'll kind of... For some for, for some weird reason, they'll like correct themselves in the narration, which I found was really strange. Um, there's one scene in the movie which people were this is this is the one scene that people were bashing this movie about, and it's the scene where Colonel Tom Parker takes Elvis Presley onto the Ferris wheel, and they're riding the Ferris wheel. He met him at a circus, met him at the fair. Obviously, that's not what happened, right? We, if, if you don't know that, now you do. That's not how it happened. Uh, Colonel Tom Parker was a manager for another, um, for Hank Snow, a country musician. And Elvis Presley had opened up for Hank Snow, and Hank Snow had um, introduced Parker and Presley to each other. So they knew of each other. Here's what I want to say about this, though. And this is where I don't... I don't think people, when they watch the movie, they're not like me. I think about it for a long time, and I realize 
kind of what they were trying to portray in this movie. And so when they're on this Ferris wheel, and it's, it's in the trailer, so I'm not really giving anything away, but they're in the Ferris wheel, and they're going round and round, and they're like, do you want, Parker's like, do you want to be a success? Freddie's like, of course I do. He's like, I can make you millions. I can, you can buy, build back cars. I can get you in Hollywood. You can be the biggest musician on the planet if you just let me manage you. And after watching the movie and knowing the story of Elvis and knowing the story of Colonel Tom Parker and their relationship, you put together that, and here is what I'm going to say, this is kind of a situation where Elvis Presley sells his soul to the devil. Like, this is for me what they're kind of portraying. And I liked it this way because it's so much in depth and it's brilliantly and excellently executed. Like, they did it so perfect. And if they wouldn't have done it perfect or done it this way, then I feel that the movie... Because the movie was beautiful. Not not the story. The look of the movie was was amazing. You have Buzz Lerman's... You know, the movie went and projected into a comic book at one point. There was... I mean, it's like these pop-out-the-screen 3D words that says 1943 or whatever. You know, it's 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 amazing. It's crazy. And I wish, I wish people could see this movie that have not seen it and won't see it. And they could just, and like, because this is a depressing story. This is a, we knew... And I think there's probably a couple of other movies, you know, but biopics in general for, you know, musicians that passed away, you know the ending of the movie. You know, you knew how the movie and the story is is going to end. And the movie is a very depressing, a very sad story, but I feel... I feel strongly about my decision of saying that people need to see this. This, to me, is easily, so far, my favorite movie of the year. Possibly my favorite movie of the past decade. And I could be a little biased because I love Elvis Presley. But if this movie would have been as terrible... If this movie would have been as terrible as some of the TV movies that they did, like even the Elvis and Me... The uh, movie based upon Priscilla's book. That's not a great movie at all. It's 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 kind of bad, and they did a Kurt Russell version of Elvis. They they did like these crappy knockoffs, like they did Elvis and Nixon, uh, where uh, the guy from Eight Mile, I can't blank it, Michael Shannon, where Michael Shannon played Elvis Presley. They did uh, 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 um. Elvis lives where they took the conspiracy theory that Elvis faked his death. That was a that was a cool concept, but they it was a, it's a TV movie. They're 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 never good. And so, once you realize that this movie was getting, once I realized this movie was getting an actual theatrical release, was getting the, you know, hundred million dollar budget that it got. It got like eighty five, ninety million dollar budget. 
and they took it and they gave us this when they could have gave us completely something else completely something obnoxious and 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 snarl and and just terrible but they gave us this and it it it's a long movie it's 2 hours and 40 minutes but it i as an elvis fan and a movie fan i i wanted more i wanted more um the scenes that they created in this movie, oh my god. They recreated some of the best experiences in Elvis's life. They did they recreated the 1968 comeback special. That is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I mean, it was amazing how they got it because they got the story somewhat right. They changed a few things here and there, but they got the story right and I'm not going to spoil anything, but but they got the story at least 80% correct. They they recreate these movie scenes. I think I think it's girls, girls, girls that they recreate. Um, it's one it's it's either that blue Hawaii. It's one of those ones where he's in Hawaii, and they recreate it with Austin Butler, and it's one of the greatest scenes of the movie. And I mentioned Austin Butler, and I want to say this: I'm not too sure who this Austin Butler guy is. I've people said he's in Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, but. I don't think he was part of that when I was... You know, I kind of grew out of it 8, 9, 10 years old. Um, that's when I started watching wrestling religiously. Uh, it, 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 Austin Butler was Elvis Presley. People hate on Tom Hanks' character... Tom Hanks was Colonel Tom Parker to me. I mean, he and they both embodied these human beings that they were portraying, right? It's, and I will say this, I mentioned this a few times to a couple of my friends and then my family that wants to watch it as well and I said, I'll tell you this, and this is not me saying this, this is not me agreeing with some other person, because I've seen somebody else say this, I am literally not saying this to say it, I'm saying this coming straight, I mean literally straight from the truth, I did not think I was watching actors, I did not think I was watching Austin Butler portraying Elvis, or Tom Hanks portraying Tom Parker, I thought I was watching a film with Elvis and Tom Parker portraying themselves. I, I I was speechless watching this movie because I was like, wow. It's they do side by sides a lot. Or uh, they did it a couple times. I said a lot. They did it a couple times with Austin Butler and the and, and the real Elvis Presley. And man, they look so much similar. And it was great that Graceland and the Presley Estate and Presley Enterprises and uh, Priscilla and Lisa Marie and Riley Keough and all the people still alive in Elvis's life. Uh, Jerry Schilling, um, 
all the, all those people approve this movie and I think they approved it for the right reasons because of the relationship that they because the, because they portrayed they portrayed the relationship of the two someone that created Elvis and someone that also I don't want to say killed Elvis but someone that created a great guy and then obviously drug drug him through the through the mud a lot and I think if it was another movie if it was any other you know any other storyline any other movie that was made theatrically then maybe they wouldn't have been is so approving you know i want to i want to point this out um linda thompson who dated elvis after the divorce with priscilla up until uh, a year or two before the death before he got with ginger alden neither linda nor ginger are in the movie, or even mentioned in the movie, and I seen Linda Thompson, um, like hating on the movie and saying, "Don't go watch the movie because they didn't put me in it." <clears throat> I was someone that watched the movie and knows a lot about Elvis's life. I will say there was the way they did it, the way the story progressed, and the way it went. There was no need to add the other two. There was no reason to add Linda or Ginger into the mix. Because it did not hit on... Here's what it hit on. It hit on Elvis' relationship with his mother Gladys. And how she was literally the love of his life. It hits on the relationship between Elvis and Priscilla. Even though Priscilla's not really in the movie a lot, she's she's in a she's in a little majority of it. She's not in what people would think. I want to say that. I'm not I'm not going to spoil it, but I would say that she's not in it as much as people would think. But when she's in it, they focus on the relationship between Elvis and Priscilla. They focus on the relationship between the two, how much they loved each other. And then, obviously, the down rail when Elvis was on drugs and was committing adultery on, on the road and, and touring. They focused on that relation, those two relationships, as well as the Colonel Tom Parker, you know, which was the, 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 the point of the movie. And the way they ended the movie and the way they paced it, there was no need... To put Ginger or or Linda Thompson in the movie, there was there was no now if it would have been something and there would just been giant gaps and they said oh Elvis was lived singly, then yes, but I don't think the way that they did it, the way it's released, the way it was shot, the way it was written, that now would it have been cool to see them or even be mentioned? Possibly, I can't say for sure because I did not see that version of the movie. But from what I saw, 
I saw that there was no need to add the two in it anywhere. If it would have been written differently, or the storyline would have been different, maybe so. That's a possibility. But I can't say for sure, because we could go, I think, all day long. I don't know. I, 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 I never saw that. I never saw that part. I didn't see that movie. So, how would I know? But I will say this. I think... There's a lot of great biopics out there. But I think Elvis will be one of the best biopics ever made. Because... Not because of... It's Elvis. Not because it's Elvis. Not because he's one of my favorite artists of all time. But because of the story that they showed. They show... Because here's the thing. You know, Kiss, Aerosmith... Um, ACDC, I can name a lot of musicians and bands that were screwed over by managers, you know, but that's never, that's never really touched upon on, in a biopic. It's always just brushed aside because, oh, those are the people that made them who they are today. And that's why we should appreciate them. Even though they were a pricks and they took money or they, they stole, they didn't pay their taxes. Everybody looks past that. This is this is the biopic movie. Even if you're not a fan of Elvis, I think you should watch this because it shows the dark side of the music industry. It shows the dark side of what really happens, what can happen, and what happens a lot. Um So yeah, I I mean I think this could be the, be the 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 greatest biopic to ever be made because of that reason because it does not just depict the life of Elvis Presley. It depicts the relationships that he had in his life and I think that is the most genuine and the greatest part of the movie. I give this movie and when I was reviewing it for myself, I reviewed it on TikTok um, at the Hodgepodge podcast over there. I gave it 4.5 out of 5. I still give it a 4.5 out of 5. The historical inaccuracies, it didn't bother me because th- there were some. But there was actually not a lot like... Um, Walk the line, there was, I mean, they just looked like they just rewrote the entire Johnny Cash story and made it into theirs. Uh, the eight seconds one was terrible, you know. Bohemian Rhapsody was pretty rough. But I think they did it pretty well with this Elvis one. Um, and you could tell Boz, Tom, and Austin Butler had the same or even more amount of respect for Elvis and they wanted to do a movie that a lot of people <clears throat> haven't seen and they wanted to do Elvis justice and they wanted him to look down from the heavens above and say thank you for doing this you know so 4.5 out of 5 for the new Elvis biopic even though I'm not a big fan I'll say this um, let me get a little sip of water here I will say this I'm not a fan of the title Elvis. I wish they would have titled it something. Sure, plain and simple. 
Elvis. What could they title it? I don't know. I just thought they could be more, a little bit more creative with the title instead of just a simple, lazy Elvis. Um, the posters have been okay, uh, but I think the poster that they choose to put out there was just like a, like a dark one with Elvis or Austin Butler as Elvis with a guitar and like gold around it. I did not like that poster. There's a poster where he is uh, dancing and his head's turned to the side. I think that's a better poster than the one that they chose to actually promote, putting the put like the poster for the theaters and stuff. Um, but other than that, man, I I um I really enjoyed this movie, and that's why I think all those points that I made is why I think Elvis could go down as one of the best biopic movies in history. It's my favorite of the year so far. Um, I still want to see the Black Phone. Uh, of course, Thor's coming out. I haven't seen Lightyear yet. Um, there's a couple coming out at the end of the year. There's some on Netflix I want to check out. Uh, but so far, this movie for me beat out Top Gun Maverick. And I gave Top Gun Maverick a 4 out of 5. I may even give it a 4.5. But... Um, I think this is probably easily my favorite movie of the year so far and probably my favorite movie in the past five or ten years. So, thanks guys for listening in on this and thanks for bearing with me um, on these long, they've been, these leaks have been so damn long for me. Um, but, uh, thank, uh, and obviously thanks for listening to this and, and listening to this different type of episode. Um, means a lot and I can see um, you know by how many people download and click if you guys like these type of things or not uh, and if not then we'll just let this be the only one but if so then we may have to bring these back every so often um, check out my Instagram at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge and Twitter at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge for the official new podcast announcement um, if you guys are listening to this and you've heard it here no one else knows um, about the new podcast so you guys are the first here if you're listening. Uh, thanks to everyone again for clicking. Enjoy. And as always, like I said, frown less. <laughs>